0: Okay, everybody. Um, this is Ho in the Know. I am Selena the Stripper, uh, also known as at Pretty Boy Girl on Instagram, also known as at the Real Pretty Boy Girl on my Patreon. If you want to subscribe for that premium content, stuff that you can't get on my Instagram because my Instagram is hella inconsistent. But my Patreon happens, or I post twice a week, and it includes content that you don't get to see on my gram because there's out calls, there's like all of the stuff that I don't feel like talking about with a non-premium audience because it is real labor and it is real risk. So I like to get paid for that kind of thing. True. I am La Negrita, La Mulachinha, the stripper on your zipper, and I am joined today by the lovely... Uh, please introduce yourself. Hi, my name is Lauren Crow. Pronouns, they, them. Perfect. (laughs) Um, And um, so you already know that I'm a stripper, but I've also done cam work and i have sugar dated. So I've kind of like been in various venues of sex work and um, Lauren has joined me to talk about their um, experiences being a sex worker. Yeah. Although they are currently not involved in sex work. Yeah, correct. But you're kind of, like, always in the community. Yeah,
1: yeah. I feel, I mean, I feel like once you do sex work, like, it kind of informs different areas of your life. I'm an artist, so that definitely can inform, you know, artistic choices I make or just, like, personal choices I make. Um, but I've kind of dabbled in in any area I could get into. Um, I'm not a traditionally accepted body type or like idea of beauty so there are a lot of sex work that i couldn't access um or it was more difficult for me to access so i i've done a little bit of sugaring i've done uh i auditioned at one strip strip place in san francisco Uh ages ago that didn't happen Mm -hmm. um i've done massage i've done phone sex um I thought about cam work, but I don't. It's a lot of work. Oh, it yeah. really is a lot of work. Oh my god,
0: camming is like a whole subject into itself. Yeah, and I. I mean, I've cammed, and I was not successful with camming. It, yeah, it involves hours and hours of. Waiting, <laughs> people expect a lot out of you, and oh, like yeah. oftentimes aren't even
1: tipping, they're just kind of yeah. sitting there for a free show. And you're like, yeah. Hey, man,
0: I'm out here trying to make money. Like, hey, man, this yeah. is my work, I'm not just this is not like my fetish that yeah. I get off on. <laughs> like, I, I have to pay my rent, yeah,
1: yeah, definitely.
0: Yeah. Um, so you've done so many different kinds, and um, but you also mentioned that you were excluded from certain arenas, and yeah, could definitely, you kind of like run down. Um, what you experienced and why, why you were excluded. Oh, well, I'm a
1: fat person, um, flat out. And as a fat person, I feel like in a lot of ways we're kind of excluded from the mainstream of sex work because it's not necessarily accepted as the idea of beauty, at least in certain arenas. Mm-hmm, in strip definitely. clubs, they are still very fat phobic very transphobic very you know like yeah there's a lot of chromatism yeah like there's a specific kind of look you like have to have I mean I think I know people who kind of subvert that a little bit and depending Mm -hmm. on the club you're you're at it depends on your state too yeah exactly mm -hmm. like I lived in Portland for a little bit and of course you know there's like they have the vegan strip clubs (laughs) and like (laughs) the like heavily tattooed like strippers but still it's like very very far and few it's in very between that a fat person broadly. is there yeah and if a person is like curvy you mm-hmm. know it's like they got curves in all the right places but yeah. they still you know there's an acceptable kind of fat yeah exactly mm-hmm. and I don't fit into that so I was definitely kind of pushed into I don't, I, I don't want to say pushed but I was you know it was easier for me to gain entry into different arenas of sex work, but even then, like, with sugaring, it's kind of the same debacle, you mm-hmm. know, that I have to find, um, a particular gentleman who would be interested in someone who, you know, I have green hair, I'm covered <laughs> in tattoos, like, uh-huh. there are ways that I could have performed femininity a little more and mm-hmm. maybe tried to slip into that, but I don't, it's it's a slippery slope, really I feel like, like, altering slope. yourself and your, your being, like, for you know for money it's it's like enjoyable
0: but i feel like there is like per, there's performance to it for sure Oh there's constant performance. Yeah. I mean i've never been more feminine than i am right now. <laughs> 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 and like i definitely i mean right now i'm wearing a little bit of makeup and that's not Usually, what I do, but I wanted to take a picture with Lauren. (laughs) (laughs) But like normally on my days off, I am as much in boy mode as possible. Yeah, I'm like wearing anything oversized. I don't wear makeup. I hardly do my hair. I like roll the fuck out of bed, and then that's me. (laughs) You're just like, just let me because femininity is exhausting. Yeah, and it really is like it's a time tax and it's a money tax. You know, you put on makeup. Makeup is so much money. You get your hair done, that's so much money. You spend an extra 30 minutes or more every day, like, doing these kinds of grooming things. And the grooming rituals, like, if you calculate that into time and money, then it's really expensive. Yeah, true. And whenever you can avoid to do that, I mean, you're avoiding that kind of tax. Yeah. So, So anyway, um, since you were able to get into it as, like, a person who didn't fit into those kinds of parameters how did you navigate it and what what was okay so you um did some work at a massage parlor and Mm -hmm. we're going to just kind of start talking about that because I am totally not very familiar with that venue yeah um and it's so unique and I'm so excited yeah
1: it's a I I mean I also feel like I'm not kind of the usual perception of a person who would be working at a massage parlor as Mm -hmm. well um I was in Australia so this is kind of a whole Oh, that's so a different! Whole other too.
0: demographic, and it's also because sex work is legal there.
1: Yeah, and in, in particular parts yeah. of it. Um, so I had friends who worked in brothels, and I I wasn't really prepared to go full service
0: at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, What's okay? Let's start before we go into that. <laughs> Back so, up a bit. <laughs> so I kind of want to start with like a baseline question, yeah, and that is, what is sex? What is sex? Well. <laughs> I think people
1: have a lot of ideas that sex is just, you know, like, penis and vagina penetrative sex. Yeah. That is a sex act. You Mm -hmm. know, there's, I think, like, I I don't know. And there's, like, so many different kinds of sex, I feel like. There's so many different
0: kinds of sex.
1: I don't know. I I feel like sex is just, like, intimacy in a way that, Mm -hmm. you know, it's, like physical touch, not necessarily always with your hands. You know, yeah. It's,
0: I, I don't know. Because, I mean, sex can be, like, you know, it can be genital touching. It can be massage. It yeah. can be... I mean, people say phone sexes. I mean, that is a sex. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah that, I, <laughs> it's literally in the title. And, you know... Even so that's it, totally non-physical. Yeah.
1: I mean, people were definitely asking me to be physical through the phone and mm-hmm. I heard them being physical with yeah, themselves. Exactly. So, like, you know, it is a kind of sexual exchange, I suppose. Yeah, watching oh.
0: somebody have sex, does that count as, like, being involved in the sex act? I mean, I would debate... Passively, I would say yes. yes. I would say yes, that you are kind of involved. Yeah. Um. So I think that the term sex, because it has so many definitions, it kind of allows us to say that sex work itself also has... So many definitions and how one might participate and be like adjacent to it, be in the same room, like help, (laughs) add a helping hand, add touch (laughs) or add add your voice. So like there's so many different venues. So whenever we're talking about sex work, we're talking about all of those different venues. So it's from like massage parlor, full service, people escorting, people sugaring, camming. BDSM work stripping, the list goes on. The list goes on, <laughs> which
1: is actually pretty exciting that there are so many like different facets and different avenues for people to
0: access. Yeah, definitely. And there's so many different ways, um, and different, and because there's so many ways, different bodies and different orientations, like uh, there's there's usually going to be a fit for. Whoever wants to participate. Yeah. And that's kind of amazing because there are not many venues of work that are kind of so egalitarian and open to people of a broad range of kinds. Yeah. I mean, every, well, not everybody wants sex, but, like,
1: it's the oldest profession in the it world. Is, like yeah. Everyone, you know, not everyone. I don't know why I keep saying everyone, but, like, intimacy yeah. is, like for everyone yeah there's so, some
0: form of intimacy and I'm like that's not excluding ace people like, yeah like asexuals are like totally in the mix yeah to- but it, it just you know like intimacy is such a broad term so much of it too is like I think people have a
1: misconception so much of it is emotional labor oh as my well God, yeah <laughs> like just like being there with a person or like not even physically like on the phone as well like holding space for people is yeah. like so much of it like huh so much time, so much energy, yeah. for better or worse. You know? Yeah,
0: definitely. I mean, I can't tell you how many men have like grown, fully grown men have cried on me <laughs> in the middle of like getting a dance or something. Sexy therapist, sexy really. therapist. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: I definitely feel that
0: way. So, since we kind of defined sex work, um, let's kind of start on your journey. So, oh, right. So, how did you get into it? How did you get into massage parlor work?
1: So, let's see. That I was traveling in Australia for about a year. I had graduated college and was like, All right, let's go. Like, I knew
0: people from Tumblr uh, (laughs) in Australia. Yes, the community.
1: (laughs) I miss when Tumblr was chill. It was was a cool place for me. Oh my God.
0: It was, I mean, it's just crazy how, like, what is it, 25% of people just left after they banned porn?
1: I mean, it's all these, like, Social media kind of like communities that once it becomes more about the monetization, like it doesn't become about the users anymore. And I feel mm-hmm. like that's what happened to Tumblr, too. That's what happened to Facebook. Yeah. That's what's happening to Instagram. Is
0: and just also like, just like different companies kind of taking advantage of SESTA and Foster ruling yep. and creating more exclusionary communities and um, just generally like punishing people who are using or sex workers who are using their platforms for their business. Yeah. even though it's been so integral to the identity of a lot of these companies and they didn't even realize it. <laughs> yeah.
1: Like, and that's how we'll they lost 25%. We'll steal steal that. Yeah. You know?
0: yeah, we'll steal this and we'll steal that. And I guess the worst thing about Tumblr right now is that, I guess it's, it's like the ownership is now under like Pornhub or something. Hmm. So there's even more of a question of who owns the porn and how they're distributing it. And the way that Pornhub is, is that, you know, sex workers aren't getting paid. Yeah, they just steal March. videos all they're the time. They're just stealing videos and not compensating the people who create them. Yeah. Mm. But anyway, so... Back to
1: Australia. Back to the positive um, moments of Tumblr. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I knew people from Tumblr, and they're like, yeah, come visit. And I was like, okay, I just graduated college. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. <laughs> um, so I popped over there, and I had friends who worked in in brothels, back mm-hmm. to where we were. mm mm-hmm. um, and I didn't have a job. I had a working visa, and I was like, you know, I don't think I'm like quite ready to jump into full service yet. Mm-hmm. Um, But they're like, oh, I've worked at this massage place. It's just like a hole in the wall. Like you can go there. And I was like, okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just showed up, and the lady was like, are you cool?
0: Like doing like did like a hand job signal oh at gosh. me. Like when you yeah, say yeah. it out loud. I was
1: like, yeah, I'm cool with that. Like that's. I fine like with
0: that. Me. I like that she didn't even like want to use the term, even though it was- a lot of times like. I know you have a
1: question later about you know like how do you keep yourself safe in these in these situations? Mm -hmm. Um, There was like a lot of precautions in that sense Mm -hmm. to to not like say things out loud.
0: So oh yeah, so you so it wasn't like a prosecutable event. Yeah. uh, like admit to it verbally yeah exactly which i'm like <laughs> here i am talking about it but hey what, <laughs> yeah. are, what are you gonna do well you know you're not in australia right now true and i mean i mean
1: i don't know I, like yeah a part of me is kind of like you know if shit did happen for like this it's like i don't, I don't know like i feel like i would want to go to bat like for this kind of yeah, shit and yeah. be like why is this a prosecutable prosecutable, like, offense.
0: Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. It's kind of like when, well... I don't want to put all sex work into the same category because there's definitely non-consensual sex work. But as far as yeah. like consensual sex work, it's definitely like a a victimless crime. Like yeah. Whenever you're able to get in there, you are a consensual sex worker. You're in there. You make a consensual agreement with a client. I mean, I've definitely had like non-consensual things
1: happen yeah. to me. Um, yeah. The places that I was working were illegal. Mm-hmm. They um, I think they, they were kind of circumventing like they didn't want to pay a tax or things like yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. So, like, these were, like, hole-in-the-wall places. They didn't really... I worked at two different places. The first one I worked at, um, there was no security. So it was oh, just, wow. just me and, like, a bunch of girls, and we would sit, like, on a couch. Client would ring a doorbell. They'd come in, and they'd say, I like you. So then we'd go back.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah. So, so it's, like, I mean, you didn't, you didn't get to hustle them or anything. There was no... Like, it was just, like, look, point... I mean, we kind of got to say, like, hey, what's up, but it it was
1: more like they either knew someone they liked there Mm. or they would see who was available at that time and Mm. then be like, okay, like, you're cool. Um, But the other one I worked at that actually did have security um, and that owner had, like. She took some pictures of us that were kind of like, you know, like sexy, sexy lean over yeah. the massage table, but like no face. Uh huh. Um. So there were some people who like saw that ad and were like, "Oh, I want to see." I was going by Margot at the time. Oh, that's so cute. Um. So they'd be like, "Oh, I want to see Margot." Uh huh. Um. And actually, someone who assaulted me at the first place found me at the second place through oh, that wow. picture, which is like kind of scary. That
0: is really terrifying. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But yeah. uh. Where were we?
0: Okay. So so (laughs) I know we just dropped into a lot of shit. I mean yeah, there's like so much right there. Um so so kind of describe like what was an average day or night? Like how did your shift begin? Kind of walk me through from beginning to end. Yeah. The And also tell me about your prep. Like My Prep. Yes. So let's see. Well the second place I
1: worked at was like a little bit more official in some ways that we had like a security person, like We had our, you know, like set rooms Um, for prep. Honestly, it would just be like shower, shave and makeup, like Mm -hmm. throw on something cute. Um, Did you have short hair? Yeah, I had short hair, which was like it was even shorter than it was before, which I was kind of surprised that like Mm -hmm. they were down with. But I I also had like. Oh, I'm American and oh, they're kind of like, like, "Ooh, like this is like special and exciting because <laughs> it was like you're exotic." Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Like it was mostly um it was a lot of travelers mm-hmm. that were working there. Um I was like one of the few white people working there, mm-hmm. but I was the only I think I was the only American as well, so I was I don't know, they're like, "Oh, yeah, American." Like mm-hmm. I don't
0: know what that accent was. Did you but. did you work with other fat people? no I think there
1: was maybe like one other curvy person but like
0: yeah curvy's not exactly yeah
1: I'm like that's same. not the same it's yeah. not the same um yeah so but that I'm kind of I'm used to being one of few fat people in many spaces so I'm just kind of like all right
0: here we are no I mean I'm just curious about their hiring policy for sure too. and for so, sure so um as far as demographics go like what was kind of the mix there for people who are who are Performing massages? It was a lot of Vietnamese
1: women. There were a couple black women. It was all, like, women or um, assigned female at birth people. Mm I think... Okay, so there were no men? No. The only man who was present was a security guy at the the other place, but there was no one who was, like... um, I guess like offering services. Okay. At them.
0: And um, how was the money handled? It was all cash. All cash. All cash. Yeah. And we, what? So like, what? Um, how much were massages? And then what? Like percentage did you get essentially? I think it was like maybe like sixty for an
1: hour, mm-hmm. and I think I saw. It was years ago. It must have been maybe like. I saw at least forty of that. Uh huh. So I got oh, that's a good yeah, I got like a big chunk of that. Yeah. And then they're like, whatever other money you make, the tips is yeah. your business.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, they were kind of like, you know, no sex acts, wink, wink. Like, yeah, don't like, do that. Don't let like, us like, know
0: about it. Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> but then you know, they're yeah. like, do you do this hand movement, hand movement? Yeah. You know, like, and I was like, yeah, that's cool with me. Yeah. Um, but I know like different girls pushed it and did like more or less like depending on their comfort um, yeah
0: but, but I mean it's cool that you get to kind of you you choose what you're willing to do yeah exactly
1: yeah I mean when I was like pretty inexperienced I feel like I allowed things well I don't want to say allowed things like people kind of manipulated me into yeah, yeah. like situations that I wasn't comfortable with but yeah. you know you get in that like that money brain or just kind of like fighter yeah fight or flight yeah where you're just kind of like okay like let's just like do this to like keep this person happy and keep myself yeah. safe and like mm-hmm. yeah like I found like bullet casings under the massage one of my massage tables once after oh I massaged God. someone that I was like where the fuck did this come oh, from man. like it, yeah it yeah. wasn't it wasn't super safe honestly yeah. but
0: <laughs> so what um so you negotiated for tips pretty regularly yeah I, I imagine Yeah. What was like, kind of an average amount of tips that you would expect from a client? Um, At least fifty. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I, it, I would say like, oh,
1: do you want me to touch you here? Like, mm-hmm. it's fifty if you want that. You know, mm-hmm. or you, you can like read people. Like, they'd be like, wow, you have such beautiful tits, and I'd yeah. be like, yeah, it's extra if you want to see them. Oh, I love, him. yeah, it's extra yeah. if you want to touch them. You know, yeah. like, yeah, Just keep like yeah. adding on, adding on, and yeah. like, you're, you're like, yeah, I don't know. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I, I guess like fifty was kind of the starting and then yeah. you could kind of negotiate with people and like see what they what they wanted, what they were willing to do. And then there were some people who were just like, No thanks. And I was like, Okay, cool. Like here's yeah. here's yeah. just an average ass massage. Here's really average. Like, <laughs> but I mean sometimes sometimes that like that's all you need. Sometimes you just wanna be like touched by another person. Oh my god, so, for real. I'm like I just want a massage. Like that's sounds yeah. nice.
0: What did you wear?
1: Um, usually I wore like short skirt like push-up bra like a little shirt over it just like give myself layers to Mm -hmm. kind of be able to entice be like oh you're
0: like oh if you want to take off this layer then yeah yeah like oh i want to see this i'm like okay like let's do it okay here you go yeah Yeah. yeah,
1: usually just like cute underwear was kind of the i had to make sure i had that but Mm -hmm. the rest was kind of it was like relatively civilian looking Mm -hmm. um but I think that that kind of added a little intrigue that they're like, oh, this just like, oh, yeah, like this oh. average American girl yeah. just like out here like doing this stuff. Wow, that's wild. You wild. know, and I was just like, oh
0: my gosh, like <laughs> I'm new here, like I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know like. what I'm doing. you are just like, oh, don't yeah. you like my accent? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. They would say that, and I'm just like, really? It's okay. so funny. Yeah, because I work with an Aussie girl, mm. and and the Americans totally eat up her accent. Like, yeah, I work with like. British girls, Aussie girls, a bunch of Eastern European women, although I definitely would say Eastern European women face a lot more uh, xenophobia mm. um, comparatively. Like if you have like an American or like uh, an English is acceptable accent, people are like, oh, exotic. I love that. Yeah. yeah. But if you're like... Where English is like the first language yeah, of the place. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Then people are like, oh, cute. <laughs> yeah. are like, we have positive feelings towards these countries. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, so um, did people always get off? Do they always come? No, not always. Yeah, because I figure, I mean, so I think a lot in my experience, like, dancing, um, I mean, definitely people do, like, come in their pants sometimes. But, like, a lot of times, like, I think a lot of people come in, because, like, especially older guys, and they have, like, erectile dysfunction issues and stuff like that. So something beyond just, like nutting yeah <laughs> <laughs> That that is like the point it's like the touch or the experience the arousal yeah for sure yeah not I mean not everyone
1: came but that like definitely seemed to be the goal of many people yeah that they were there
0: for it um yeah I yeah mean, <laughs> <laughs> um okay so we kind of like ran through what your coworkers are like um what about your hmm?
1: oh I was gonna say a lot of the time honestly I was like in the second place I was very isolated from my coworkers like we spent most of our time like in our own room so it was kind of and we had like really long shifts from like 10 in the morning till 10 at night. Oh
0: my god. So I was so there long. all
1: day just like sitting in a room by myself like waiting for people to show up. Mm-hmm. That one was like pretty stressful in a lot of ways. The other one we were just all like sitting in the um like the reception room like mm-hmm. hanging out but No one really, I don't know, there wasn't really as much camaraderie or, like, kind of, I guess camaraderie in Mm -hmm. it or, like, relation to my coworkers that much. Like, and that kind of bummed me out. I was like, come on, guys, like,
0: we're in this together, like. Was it a language barrier issue or was it just kind of, like, the, um... Like the work politics, the work atmosphere. It people just didn't seem like that inclined to like chat
1: that much with each other. Mm-hmm. And I tried to like strike up. Like we we talk a little bit. Like oh, where are you from? Like how's it going? Like how long you been here? But no one really like, I don't know. No one really got into like super specifics or super like personal kind mm-hmm. of shit. I was like, that could be safety, you know, yeah, precautions yeah. that people don't want to talk about. That and yeah, like, if I respect have, that. Like
0: irregular immigration status. Yeah. stuff, things like that. Yeah. I don't know, but I was like, "Come on, like, yeah, come on, we're we're here by ourselves, like all day, like, yeah, I know, like you're, and and so much of sex work is waiting, yeah, (laughs) yeah. I would definitely say like seventy five percent is just chilling, chilling, like hoping that somebody picks you or that you are able to convince them to pick you,
1: yeah. I think that's a misconception as well that they're like oh, it's just a money pit. Like, you could just get so much money. And I'm like, some days. Some days. And yeah. some days I'm just, like, sitting on my ass. Like, some days
0: you're like, why am I here Yeah, if nobody's exactly. here? <laughs> oh. Yeah, you're just kind of filling the space and creating the environment that you hope somebody will walk into. Yeah, totally. But well, bosses. Hmm? Um, bosses? Bosses. Boschmar? Yes,
1: I wanted to know about your oh. boss. Um, The bosses weren't, like, super present. Um sometimes they were there sometimes they were not um they kind of mostly were just there like to introduce me like to the space and be like hi welcome like this is cool or like would text me like with shift information or like mm-hmm. can you come in this time or excuse me
0: <laughs> um <laughs> it was uh, a gift to yeah, us
1: <laughs> a little burp um
0: <laughs> yeah they they weren't very present um, what were your okay, so like uh profile your bosses a little bit were they like um white aussies, like Asian no, it
1: was mostly Asian women who like ran the show uh-huh. I mean, that seems to be like kind of the yeah the standard demographic of yeah. like people who are running these spaces With, so um what what kind of Asian the let's see I think the the ladies running these two separate ones were both Vietnamese, okay, yeah.
0: Okay, that's interesting, yeah, yeah, I wouldn't have expected that, but I mean, that's dope. <laughs> yeah, it was I mean, they were, I mean, yeah, <laughs> they were just ladies, I don't know, they were They're cool, just, you know, ladies, yeah, that's okay, that's really interesting. Um, so, how did kind of like safe sex practices factor into your different work environments? because I know you're not full service or you are not performing full service, but there's yeah. definitely like. Barriers and things like that, that I could understand, or just yeah, um, how did you protect yourself, or how did people generally protect themselves?
1: Honestly, like mostly it was just doing like eye view safety checks, you know, mm-hmm. and like making sure there was nothing visible. um I wasn't really like doing much like oral, so it was mostly just hands. Like, if I mm-hmm. did ever do oral, like I would use a condom, yeah, um, but hands, like. You know, as long as I didn't have any cuts or anything like that, I didn't feel super, Uh super nervous or or worried about, like, needing to have a sort of barrier. Mm -hmm. Um, Just like, I don't know, I try wiping people down, make sure they're not, like, smelly or... Got like dick cheese.
0: Oh my god, but dick cheese is a real problem. Yeah,
1: literally, I massaged this man once and a piece of toilet paper like fell out between his butt crack. You
0: cannot see my face right now, but he was face down and I was making that exact face, just like, like, oh, the biggest grimace. Yeah, I was like, oh, okay, (laughs) like, oh, sir, I guess you never checked this. Yeah, it's like kind of It's
1: surprising, but not surprising, like how many clients like. I'm like,
0: bro. Yeah, they just, just there's not enough like Enough like hygiene. hygiene. And yeah. you're like, come on. Yeah. It's like these these a lot of men just don't hmm. ever consider. Entitled this. men. <laughs> Entitled men. Hmm. What? <laughs> Never concerned about genital odor? I hmm. mean, that's outside of sex work as well. What a relief. Yeah. yeah. It's it's I mean, it's like such a plague to AFABs. Like we're constantly like does my vagina or genital region smell? Because like, we've there been, like, paper? shamed to, like, worry that much so about much, it. Yeah, It's constantly a topic, like, oh, pussy stank. Yeah, oh, fishy,
1: like, Oh, fishy, yeah. Yeah, for years I didn't even want to get eaten out because I was just like,
0: oh, no, like, it's, like, yeah, gross yeah. down there. Definitely, I was, like, scared. I was like, oh, no, like what if they don't like how it smells or it tastes? Yeah,
1: but then literally they're like, okay, time to deep throat me. Let me, like, push
0: your fucking head down. I'm like, bro. Yeah. Like, (laughs) yeah. Such a double standard. And also (sighs) just, like, rampant lack of hygiene among men. Yep. Yeah. Wash your dicks. Wash your dicks. <laughs>
1: <laughs> if you get nothing else out of this, please. I,
0: I was like talking to uh, one of my exes, and he's a biologist, and he, and we were like talking about STIs, and he's very like sex positive, mm. and like you know, like most STIs are really not a problem. It's the bigger problem is just um, people discriminating against people with STIs, yeah. and all of the the taboo surrounding it. But there was one that we talked about, and I think it was like. Trichomonosis or something. Hmm. Um, I'm probably saying this wrong, but anyway, uh, I'm gonna. I wish I could look it up right now, but I feel like it'll take too long. That's fair. <laughs> but it's like Peep this. it later. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll see if I can find it. Trichomoniasis. Trichomonosis. I. You know, not a doctor, not medically trained at all. (laughs) But anyway, it's like this thing um, that you kind of, like whenever you notice somebody that has like a kind of fishy genital odor Mm. smell, while it could be a pH balance issue, like sometimes it is like a bacterial or it's some kind of, I think it's a bacterial infection or something Mm. or not a bacterial infection. Like BV or? No, it's not bacterial infection. vaginosis Vaginosis. no it's not that it's something else but um I really got to do a whole episode about that But I definitely have had some clients that like consistently have fish dick and I'm like what's going on here and maybe it's that and maybe we need to like go to a doctor Mm -hmm. but but yeah I mean it's it's a real problem yeah and it could be a health issue and it usually is a health issue yeah Which, like, is a whole other ball of wax, like, trying to access, like, good care. Yeah, accessing good care. And it's, I mean, you know, like, people will spend a lot of money for things that bring them joy and pleasure, but not necessarily for things that take care of their health. True. Um, I'm guilty. Yeah. (laughs) I mean capitalism it's capitalism and being human bye 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 bye. (laughs) and sometimes that's nice but sometimes it is nice
1: yeah I definitely get caught up in the the money making like kind of cycle
0: and then like I'm like oh wait I need to like take care of myself too. oh yeah definitely I feel like I've been in like a money pit not a money pit as far as being in debt but like in a money pit of like I want more and more and more money so that I can have more and more and more comfort and safety later yeah. on versus taking care of my present needs and mental health. Yeah, valid. And and it's, you know, it's something that you constantly have to like work against because capitalism puts all of these pressures on us to be endlessly productive, accumulating money, considering our future whenever we're not useful quote-unquote useful to society and where we'll have to kind of sit on what we've accumulated yeah totally so constant concern real things money shit money shit yeah so okay um getting back to (laughs) these questions so what was was there an average client or was there like a really wide breadth of people honestly the the, like the clients are just kind of like Every man
1: kind of men, yeah. you know, like I had a lot of like construction workers, um a lot of like bankers, um, yeah, just just like average working Joe's, I feel like honestly uh-huh. is kind of the the general demographic,
0: I think people have a misconception that there is a kind of person that participates in sex work mm. or that wants to purchase it, yeah and that they're skeevy, like, weird old guys or, like, the, yeah, like, coked-out businessman with, like, a reckless abandon who has no boundaries. But it really is There are some of those, but it's, like... Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I
1: feel like there's, you know, there's shitty people in every circle, but it's it's just, like, it's just people. And it's the same for sex workers, too, you know? Like, they have a conception of, like, what a sex worker is and looks like and it's like no there's all kinds there's
0: really all kinds and that's something that I truly appreciate like the the breadth of people that I've worked alongside yeah and it's all like all colors all education levels all gender identities yeah it's everybody everybody (laughs) everybody yeah I mean yeah I mean everybody participates not everybody because I'm Still want to include our aces out there, yeah. holla, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> we love you. We love you. You're special and normal, yeah. um, but also, you know, like if anybody has ever consumed porn, then you've consumed sex work, somebody's labor. Yeah. So, um, so there is no average client. But are okay. So, how how long were you working at the parlor again? I was there
1: about five months. Yeah, about f- four or five months.
0: So in that kind of short span, um, did you experience like any seasonal fluctuations? Uh,
1: It was it was
0: honestly summer most of the time.
1: So I didn't it wasn't anything that I I noticed, you know, like, oh, it's really slow this time. It's really fast this time. Mm -hmm. Also, being in a room for 10 a.m. to 10 p.m., it kind of. (laughs) Warped my perception of of time oh, yeah. a little bit.
0: That I was just like, how
1: long have I been here? Like, <laughs> when did I last speak to another person? <laughs> like, just was it waiting. like
0: uh, was it like a windowless kind of? There room was or? one.
1: There was one window. Well, actually, it depends on what room I was in that day. Okay. Some one of the bigger rooms did have a window. Another room was just like you know maybe a little bigger than this recording booth. And this recording booth is like five by ten, approximately. Yeah, it's. It's not, not huge. <laughs> no, not huge. But so I, yeah, yeah. It, I, I, I wouldn't say there was any super noticeable fluctuation. Maybe like you know after paydays, more mm-hmm. people are able to afford services, so they mm-hmm. would come in, or like yeah, kind of the weekends. But it, it is like a very kind of casual environment too. Mm-hmm. That there were people who would just like come in after work, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, just a little something.
0: A little pick me up. Yeah, a little something to take the edge off.
1: Yeah, I mean yeah. honestly, I, I wish that was like more acceptable as a way a way of thinking about it. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like
0: to just like a form of relaxation or Yeah. Or contact. Or yeah. Just just anything. You know, like it is like an orgasm is so positive. True. And I think that there is this huge disconnect between like our cultural sex positivity at least as we're trying to get to that point mm. and like how we view sex work as something that is drawn very negatively.
1: Yeah, as and it really varies too depending on the the type of sex work. Mm-hmm. I feel like like stripping has really been like appropriated into a lot of the yeah. style and a lot of the culture <laughs> and like like clear heels. Yeah, like just People who aren't involved kind of, like, idealize that world a lot. Mm -hmm. Um,
0: Yeah, as much as, you know, it's still, like, something that we face immense stigma. Yeah, totally. And people don't really get that. Yeah. I think it's, like, you know, people are more comfortable
1: consuming, like, say, porn because they're they're behind a computer screen. They're Mm -hmm. disconnected. They don't have to, like you know, interact with a real person, really. Yeah. But when they, like, come face-to-face with someone who is involved in the industry, they, they're like, skirt, like, <laughs> I don't
0: know about that, you know? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then they also feel very um, just entitled to ask very... Information. In, yeah, obtrusive questions. Yeah. Like, oh, my God, the questions that I get are so um, just unrelated to my experience yeah Like one of the very common ones that people ask me is um how does it feel having so many men looking at you and I'm like I never think about that yeah (laughs) like as I don't I don't consider the men looking at me I'm just thinking like who's my next target and who am I going to (laughs) make money off of like men looking at me I'm like whatever like men look at me anytime any day like it's it's so regular yeah
1: but (laughs) that's such a that's a weird ass question yeah
0: how do you feel about people looking at you yeah exactly like and for me too like being a really um i guess quote-unquote exotic type of minority People are always looking at me for a reason, like whether it's because they think I'm hot, or if it's like they're like, "What are? What is she?" Yeah, <laughs> and I get that question constantly. What hey baby, is she? What are you like? Like, hey, baby, what are you? Yeah,
1: I mean, people feel really entitled to information. Oh, yeah. I think it's like, especially in this like age of social media, where like people like oversharing is the brand. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, not mm-hmm. not to say like. I used to do a lot more sharing, and I've like mm-hmm. reeled it back in, and like yeah. keeping more for myself, and mm-hmm. really like setting those boundaries. And oh yeah, it's challenging. People want
0: to know, and they have a lot of questions. And I'm like, for what? You're just like, eating yeah, up. like. Mm, yeah. Let me just
1: eat up this information. yeah I'm not like,
0: contribute. yeah I don't yeah know. and not understand like the, the labor that it takes to be so like generous with your life. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. I mean, I'm sure you experienced that like with your stories and stuff.
0: Oh yeah stories yeah and stuff be- with stories. The stories with my stories and stuff <laughs> yeah. so. oh, I mean yeah and content. Yeah, no, I had somebody that I know um, through like my acting classes because I do acting um, on the side roll roll yeah. <laughs> I <laughs> um, want that back support so I gotta get in the chair differently. yeah so like I had a teacher of mine and I'd like uh, made a post about how I'm like taking care of my mental health and I'm going to see a therapist and she commented something like um that's so good while I like sharing on here may feel like therapy it isn't therapy so I'm glad you're getting help and I was like There are so many things wrong with that statement. (laughs) I was like, okay, there's nothing about my Instagram presence that is therapeutic. Yeah. It's 100% work. (laughs) Like, I don't get, like, affirmations out of it. I'm not more mentally healthy because of it. Yeah. I'm, like, there's nothing about that that makes, like it is in no way therapeutic and that was like so disrespectful to me because it like blatantly misunderstood what i was doing yeah what the work i'm doing is about and and to just like make that broad assumption was just like and to throw in like i'm glad you're getting help as if there's something that is wrong intrinsically broken about me yeah so it was a really yucky comment. Yeah, a few teacher. Yeah, a few teacher. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I, I mean, I think a lot of people kind of want to place that on people who do sex work—that there is something broken or that mm. there is something wrong whenever you. You. Kn- I mean, are we not all intrinsically
1: like yeah. full of trauma and hurt exactly. and like pain? That it's like, why, why is it so like? focused on because of like doing sex work yeah you know like a banker you know a banker oh might have God. like deep trauma or like whatever too but oh, it's and like we know
0: that for real like yeah from
1: from, from all the experiences. shit. experiences yeah, like honestly so much of of like phone sex work like dudes would just drop this information oh, and like wow, sometimes yeah. be entering into these fantasies too that they'd mm-hmm. want me to participate in and I'd be like this is, really is trauma-informed Yeah. Like, this is clearly a trauma-informed fantasy. Oh, but, my God. Yeah. And it's like, damn. Like, uh-huh. I don't know. It's sexy therapists.
0: Like, sexy therapists. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there was like an article recently in L magazine that got a lot of flack because um, there's a sex therapist who is writing um, to Teen Vogue or Teen L or Teen Vogue. Teen Vogue is like on top of it right now. Yeah. I, I forget which one it is. Um, my bad, (laughs) but whatever. Um, so anyway, the sex therapist was writing about how sex work is an important issue for teens to know about too, because, you know, they're on the precipice of experiencing sexuality if they aren't already experimenting or doing things like they're, they have questions and they know about what's going on and they should have like a paradigm that is sex positive and that is pro-sex work. Yeah. To like, enter into the world of sexuality so that they're, you know, it starts with the next generation. Yeah, totally. I mean, we're trying to start that now, but, you know, it's really about these kids and about, you know, everybody else. Yeah. but It's exciting shit. Yeah, it's so exciting. But she was talking about how, like, how can she be valued and respected as a sex therapist and people who are sex workers who don't have the same, like, collegiate backing and certificates are not respected and they're so thoroughly disrespected yeah totally and it's and it's not just being disrespected it's being completely marginalized excluded ostracized ostracized like, yeah yeah i like
1: and bullied i talked a little bit about like doing massage when i was doing it and like my family found out and they were just like you know thrown out that like oh we're worried what are people gonna think like <laughs> you know that i mean pe- they've People have said the same about the art I make too. Mm-hmm. You know that, like, oh, what are people gonna think? But then it's mm-hmm. like,
0: people are gonna think with, yeah, like
1: think. I'm gonna do the shit that's gonna keep me like enriched and keep me like mm-hmm. enjoying life, and you know,
0: yeah, definitely. And I mean,
1: if there were honestly, if there were more legal avenues mm-hmm. um, for sex work, like I would love, to, I would love to get back into it. It's mm-hmm. just like finding a safe, especially like. At this point in time, Mm -hmm. like, finding a safe and, like, legal way to do it. Oh, yeah. Um,
0: So much is unsafe. And, I mean, it's not just, like places getting busted because even strip clubs get busted all the time and of course there's a lot of like um things that toe the line of legality that happens in clubs from like our kind of like prohibition style alcohol economy Mm. like a lot of nude clubs because it's illegal to have alcohol in california at nude clubs yeah but also you know like people who perform full service or partial service things like that um but there's Anyway, so, yeah, there's just, like, so many ways that are—oh, uh, I was going to say, I was also going to mention that, like, people who are doing camming and online sex work, their bank accounts are being seized or frozen yeah. and things like that by by banks like Chase Bank. And, you know, so it's not safe in so many different ways. Yeah, like, just being penalized for
1: it, like, by the way that the money is acquired and it's like,
0: what? It's exactly, and like we're so pro money and capitalism, and it's, yeah, but like this one way that you can't make money, yeah, like you can have an orgasm, you can, and I, and they want to be
1: able to access these services too, mm-hmm. like you know, we got fucking dudes like Donald Trump who are accessing these services, exactly. or president is and we, like, we
0: all know everybody in power is accessing sex work, and it's like much. I I just wish that we could just like
1: allow people to access that as well, you know, like I think. People who access sex work are kind of demonized as well. Like you were saying, you know, it's like oh, just all these skeevy dudes, and it's Mm -hmm. like, I wish we could just like normalize that and be like, no, this is a person who you know wanted a service, they Mm -hmm. wanted this or that, or they just wanted time. You know, it's like people have needs. Yeah, Mm -hmm. exactly. Like, and there are providers who are you know capable of doing that. So why not? Yeah. Why not do that? Why
0: not allow it, make sure that it's safe for all parties involved? Yeah, exactly. And make sure that people are respected in what happens. Yeah. It's like,
1: you know, there's this stuff about, like, sex trafficking. Mm-hmm. Like, and of course, like, that's that's a whole other ball of wax. And, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. those people should be protected and those people should be, definitely, you know, helped. But SESTA-FOSTA, like, pushes more people into mm-hmm. those kind of dangerous situations. Like duh, if we can't legally access, like, ways to do this, like, Mm -hmm. then illegal ways are going to be accessed. Exactly.
0: I mean, the more in the shadows you are, like, the less able you are to seek help and to be considered seriously by law enforcement. I mean, that's the biggest problem is law enforcement (laughs) criminalizes (laughs) us Uh and uh, our ability to to receive help and to have our claims taken seriously. People—nobody takes a rape allegation seriously when it comes to sex workers. Yeah. Yeah. I—that's on—like, I was assaulted at
1: my—the first parlor where I worked at. Um, this was on my first day there. Wow. And even my coworkers, you know, I said, like, this man pushed my boundaries. He, like, kind of forced me into things I wasn't comfortable with. And uh-huh. everyone was just kind of like, oh, that sucks.
0: Yeah, yeah. And then
1: I—when I went to the second place, he found— I know you yeah, you yeah. asked about like um like can you refuse a client? Yeah. Um so this man found me at the second parlor I was working at. Mm-hmm. He walked into my room and I, you know, my heart fucking sank. I was like, uh-huh. "Oh, it's this dude." I was like, "No, no, no, no. Like mm-hmm. I'm not working with you again." And mm-hmm. he seemed kind of like confused. Yeah, like he didn't Oh my god, these didn't men even are so fucking like, clueless. Like they don't even <laughs> they, they like yeah. you can't pick up on this signal that I'm like that that was not a consensual yeah, experience yeah like that was that was not chill
0: yeah
1: um but i was like no you mm-hmm. are not coming into my room we are not I, like i'm not provi- i'm not providing you any services and he was just like okay and i had to like walk down and try talking to the 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 boss and my mm-hmm. coworkers and i was like this man assaulted me mm-hmm. um you know and they were just kind of like oh okay like whatever <laughs>
0: It's just taken so lightly because culturally we take it so lightly. Yeah,
1: they're just like, oh, well, you know, you're providing sex services, so you must have, like, been
0: cool with it. And I'm like, no, like, no. I still have boundaries and yeah. I still have limits. And mm-hmm. I don't consent to everything. I yeah, consent to exactly. the things that I consent to. Yeah. And that changes on a day-to-day, hour-to-hour, minute-to-minute basis. Yeah, exactly. I,
1: I think, like, because these places, like, were illegal as well, there wasn't kind of the frame there wasn't the framework to keep the workers safe mm-hmm. in that way. Because um,
0: mm-hmm. who are you going to report
1: it to? There there was no hierarchy oh. for that. You know, there was just, like, my coworkers and then, like, a guy sitting at a desk mm-hmm. and, like, the boss who was there sometimes. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, yeah, so just... And it's also hard, like, beyond that because, like, a lot of establishments do have people with irregular immigration statuses, mm-hmm. and so it's hard to report those kinds of claims so if you're like doubly running an illegal business yeah and you have people who are in the country illegally like you really can't you can't really talk to a bring legal action law in there. authority yeah people. and I definitely like
1: hold a lot of privilege like as a white person and like as an American as well that being there I mean like I've had a job since I was 14 so I've, I've been supporting myself but I do recognize that like if shit really went down like you know, I would have people who would who could be there to kind of like help me out, but there I know there are people who are involved who like if shit hits the fan, like that's it, yeah, like it's it's not good mm-hmm. um so yeah, i I definitely recognize like recognize that in that yeah. situation, but I mean, it's it still doesn't i don't know take away from the like frustration and like anger and like pain of being like. Not taken seriously when, like, mm. assault or, like, boundary crossing or, like, bad things happen in, mm.
0: in sex work. Because it does happen. Oh, yeah. Um, of course. Like any other workplace, Yeah. Really. I mean, the amount of, like, harassment and things that I experienced customer in regular service, sure. customer service. Yeah. <laughs> it was, you know, it was comparable in some ways. Definitely, yeah. like, I mean, you face a lot of risks, but... So, I, I mean, like, the bigger thing is, ch- I mean, not the bigger thing, but on top of that, like, a lot of this is just, like, labor issues. <laughs> it's yeah, safe workplace questions. It's, you know, access to, like, employee, um, you know, hierarchy, like, liaisons yeah. and stuff like that. Like accountability. Accountability. Um, workplace safety, precautions, like, there's so many layers of this that are really just, like, at its core, labor issues. Yeah, totally. And people don't, like, I think that that's, like, the biggest change in how the movement around sex work has kind of framed itself. Mm -hmm. Like, it's not just about sexual assault, it's not just about trafficking, it's about labor rights. Yeah. Sex work is, like, always gonna
1: exist, it always has existed. it always will exist. Mm -hmm. And it's, like, Let's just make it safe for, for people to do it and for people to, like, access it. hmm Like, it seems so simple. It's, yeah. <laughs> but they're like, mm, no. Mm, how can we make this dangerous? Yeah. <laughs> and, like, pretend, like, we don't access these services, but then,
0: like... But we do. Because
1: we still have to uphold this, like, puritarian, like, idea of, yeah, like... Yeah, the
0: puritanical values. Yeah. Mother, father, like, I don't know. <laughs> it's, like, it's weird, too. yeah. Yeah, definitely. So, I mean, I'm glad that you were able to refuse that client and that experience. Yeah, totally. Um, was it a competitive environment at all in like the second? Or wait, I guess you said the first one was where you were kind of in a room. Yeah, where like clients saw all of us together. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't. I wouldn't
1: necessarily say competitive. Um, I think I also just like looked very different from mm-hmm. my coworkers. So like there were some people who were, you know, interested in a, it, Yeah, I mean people have types. Yeah. So I don't I don't feel like it was necessarily competitive, like maybe secretive a little bit in some ways, like that people didn't really talk about what they did in the rooms oh, or yeah. that There's, kind of stuff. That's
0: another thing that's so common. It's such a prevalent thing in sex work is like people not discussing what they do got to keep safe. And you really do. You have to be safe. And also, I mean, even within sex work communities, there's so much slut shaming. Yeah. Like full
1: service workers. Full service
0: workers are definitely like thrown under the bus and just the constant source of, I don't know, like people find reasons to, to feel like, you know, that person is getting in the way of their business. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I don't know. It's like...
0: You're out here like fucking dudes for free. Yeah. Like why not when like it's being monetized? Like Yeah, what's what's the difference? Yeah. You know? And and I mean, you know, I think a lot of people I don't know. I guess I don't wanna say it's like a total excuse because there is I mean, people do want full service, but I think people just like it it's another scapegoat. Mm. Because like there's other unfair factors that are happening within the industry that yeah. cause a lot of like the the kind of sense of scarcity, and that's yeah. I mean, and beyond that, there's even like societal things that cause like, you know, inequalities in what people earn. Yeah, totally. You know, it's sexism or chromatism or like fat phobia. Yeah, or just a variety of different things. Yeah, totally. And full-service sex workers doing their thing is usually not going to affect your bottom line. Yeah. I like. I tried doing full-service for a
1: second, but it was just, like, difficult to to make that shit happen in a safe way. Yeah, it's really hard. And I just got stiffed on money a couple times, and I was like, meh.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, whenever I've done extras, I've been, like, concerned and about getting stiffed at the last second. And I'm always worried about that, even if I'm just doing regular, like, whatever's on my menu. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Especially when there's not, you know, there isn't the... There's no
0: enforceable way to yeah, make sure to, you get your money. It's, like, a, a verbal, like... A verbal, a visual, Agreement, like, yeah. ...that you make. And yeah. that's just, you know, nobody's... There's no, like, guarantee. There's no... And then you... It's, document. like, also a safety issue sometimes, too. You know, like, you're trying to gently
1: be an enforcer, but, like... Mm-hmm. I don't know, like... People ghost shit, yeah. Yeah, people, like, could ghost, like, people could get violent, like, there's no, there's no, like, real protection there in a lot of ways, so... When I mean,
0: like, ghosting, I mean, like, they pretend, like, they have a condom on and then they take it off, like, that kind of shit, like, all of those ways that people will... That shit's scary. It's so scary. Yeah. Yeah. I, like, I'm like, let's watch you put that on now. let's (laughs) watch you put that on and make sure I never turn around and don't or like, <laughs> like fucking people who will like poke holes in condoms oh my god that never happened to
1: me but yeah. like i'm like mm-hmm. i've heard tales
0: mm-hmm. oh <laughs> yeah yeah i mean we've all heard like so many different horror stories and experienced yeah. our own kinds of horror stories i had one phone
1: client that like his thing was all about like impregnation Ugh. like as well oh man yeah